Welcome to the Kitty Trail Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Reed. Welcome to every one of y'all. I appreciate y'all taking the time out of your day to come join us on an interesting journey, an exciting journey, a journey that around here we like to call the Kidney Trails. This is our very first episode, and I think I am very excited. I know the rest of the team that I work with are very excited to be able to produce a podcast. And as I thought about it back when I first started Kidney Trails, I knew that I wanted to do a podcast and I wanted to talk about uh, a little bit uh, different things. We are going to be, in this podcast, we are going to be talking about kidney disease. We are going to be talking about our stories. We're going to be talking about some of the lessons that are learned along the way and give you some insight, uh, another perspective on the disease itself. Before we get started, I do want to, first of all, thank our sponsor for today, uh, our sponsor is Hanging On To Hope. Hanging On To Hope is an organization that helps to provide healing and hope after abuse. They are passionate about helping those who need immediate assistance and work with other nonprofits who share their same vision. You can check them out at hangingontohope.org, and I, I strongly recommend you to check out their website. They have, they're doing phenomenal work for those that may be facing abuse, so uh, check them out. To get started today, I want to share a little bit of history about me and how I relate to kidney disease or how kidney disease has related to me in my life, and I do believe that every one of us has an interesting story. And I want you to be able to, with what we're doing here at the podcast, I want you to be able to uh, not only hear the story, but I want you to hear the lessons that are within the story. And today we're just going to, like I said, we're just going to talk a little bit about the history of, of who I am a little bit, and then a little bit about kidney trails. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the value of your story. My story starts in December 19, 1990. My two wonderful parents came from America. They went down to Guatemala City, Guatemala, to adopt a a baby boy. They had desired children for a time and was unable at the time to have children, so they went the route of adoption. And I'm very grateful for that. It was an opportunity that I was not aware of at that time, uh, how great of an opportunity it was to not only be adopted, to feel the love, to be given so many different things in my life, but also to be brought here to the States, to the United States of America, to be given a, another another opportunity that would help down the road. And I had, I think, a pretty normal childhood. There was uh, pickup games of baseball and football in the backyard with some of my friends. We went to school. We did all the normal things, it seemed. 
And then at age 18, I ended up uh, graduating high school. I had plans. I had different things that I wanted to do in my life. But at age 18, uh, life had a different path for me to take. And I ended up having a stroke due to high blood pressure. And I was unaware I had high blood pressure at the time until I had the stroke. And then once I ended up was diagnosed with high blood pressure, we kind of knew that we had to be a little bit more careful. And at age 18, 19, I decided I knew a little bit better than the physicians and better than those around me that had been around a lot longer than I have. And so I decided just to stop taking my medication. And by 2013, I was back in the ER due to a buzzing in the back of my head and was diagnosed that day with end-stage renal disease. For those of you, they may not be as familiar with end-stage renal disease is. Uh, another name for it is uh, stage five kidney disease or ESRD. And just in a very simple, basic form, it's basically your kidneys have failed and they are no longer working and that treatment is needed to keep you alive. And so they recommended me to start dialysis that day. Uh, I did not start that day, but I was able to see a nephrologist over the next few days and started dialysis very shortly after that. In my journey, that's where I started to travel what we call the kidney trails. And, and it was a very interesting journey. There was very interesting things along the way, different interesting lessons I learned. And we had just many, many great opportunities. And one of the things that I look at it now, I look back at those, it's been almost eight years since I was diagnosed with kidney disease. I look back at it now as an opportunity to help me, to help me to grow. And, you know, we did dialysis for four years and got a transplant in 2017 and through uh, a live donor which I, I'm very, very grateful for. Words cannot express how thankful I am for the individual that stepped forward. A few months after my transplant, I had the opportunity to go back to dialysis, not as a patient, mind you, but as a biomedical equipment technician or someone that works on dialysis machines and keeps the uh, mechanical things of the dialysis clinic running. And how grateful I am for that experience as well. That's just a little history about me, about where I've come from, how everything kind of relates and what my story is, a little bit about my story, just a really short version of my story. Kidney Trails actually came out of my story or came out of the experiences that I had within my story. 2014, I felt like I wanted to do something a little bit more when I was on dialysis. I started to learn how to live uh beyond where I was at at the time. And it took some time. And I can tell you the first year was a very challenging year. It had its challenges, but I look at it as a growing season. Uh, one thing is, is that when seeds are planted, it takes time to grow and they have to be watered. You have to weed it. And that first year was like my weeding and watering process. And then I started to grow. I wanted to do more. We started actually with a national nonprofit organization to uh, join a peers program, basically, that I was able to share my story with other individuals that had kidney disease. And I, I found this experience very rewarding. It was very rewarding to me, not because I'm something that I, I've done something wonderful. I've done something great. That's not why it was rewarding to me. It was rewarding to me because I felt like I could help more people that way. Those that were facing things that have never faced in their life. 
And a lot of times individuals, when something's put before them, such as kidney disease, and you don't know nothing about it, like in my case, in my scenario, it, it was very challenging. It was not only challenging, but a little fearful. I was a little scared. I was a little uh, apprehensive. Through it all, we were able to learn more and be educated more about what was going on. And so I started to share that information with other individuals that were facing uh, kidney disease. But I also felt during the time I felt a call to do something greater, to do something more. And so during one of my talks with my social worker at the time, she stated, oh, you're doing all this work. That's great. Why don't you come to our kidney care class and share your story in your journey with some of the patients that may be coming. Some of these people may have to go on dialysis soon. You know, we don't know, but it'd be really nice for you to come share your story. I made plans. I went and uh, to the conference room at the time. Of course, this is all pre-COVID days. You know, there was gatherings back then. We ended up uh, in that classroom and I sit there and generally I wasn't one to speak in front of a lot of people. The most I'd ever really spoken to was just a few of them. A team that I helped run when I was in a corporate office, which was about, I think it was seven to 10 people. That's about the extent of what I was used to talking in front of. So when I walked in, there was about 20 to 25 individuals there that patients themselves, there was uh, the caretakers, there was people that was wanting to learn a little bit more about what they may have to face. I got up, talked to some of my care team at the time, and then I went and found a seat, sat down, and then they started sharing about the different things about dialysis, the different types of dialysis, the different treatments, uh, what the kidneys are, how they work, all these good education material for those that may be facing that. And uh, then all of a sudden they said, you know, we have a special guest here. He's one of the patients that runs at our clinic. He has agreed to come share his story with y'all. And so I stood up. I was nervous. I was scared. I was shaken. And I stood for maybe five to 10 minutes sharing my journey, how I was diagnosed uh, to dialysis and where I was, and maybe a few little things that helped me along the way. And then I quickly sat down and wanted to hide under the table. And after the class, I got up and talked to a few people and was getting ready to leave. And some of the individuals came to me and said, you know, we really appreciate you sharing that with us because we don't know what we're going to face, but having somebody here that has faced that or has traveled that journey or is traveling that path and sharing from their personal experience has really helped us. We're not as scared anymore. I feel like there, we feel like there's hope. We feel like we can live somewhat of a normal life and it may be a new normal, but we'll be able to still live a pretty normal life on dialysis. You know, it, it kind of brought it down to me that, hey, maybe I actually had something to share. At the time, I was about 23 years old, so I was very young. It just got me excited. I wanted to talk a little bit more, so I ended up volunteering for the class quite often. As often as I could get over there, I went and spoke. And then, of course, I had the transplant in 2017, and that went well. We were very excited how things were going. We were a, a little nervous, I can tell you that. And I, my wife, of at that time, I believe we had been married two to three years at that time. And we were just grateful everything went well. And then after my transplant, about two weeks after my transplant, we ended up having our first 
born or child, a son. And uh, there was just a, a lot of good things happening during that time. Going home and then came back to the clinic and I started to share some different things with other patients when I was able to go into the clinic. You know, like I said, this is all pre-COVID days. Uh, once the patients got on, then I was able to go back and talk to the different ones and share my experiences, maybe give them a little bit of uh, advice that somebody else had given me because there was other patients that had done that at the time for me. I call them kidney coaches. And they really coached me through these different uh, challenges that I had and the challenges of life. It, it really got me to want to share more about my journey. And we had opportunities start to come up. We started to speak here, speak there. And we were telling our story. And then I started to incorporate more lessons that I learned along the way. And, and, and it came down to uh, 2020. Um, I had some speaking engagements lined up for that year. And we were very excited. And of course, everything got canceled. And I thought there's got to be another way to share my story. And originally I had thought about starting with a podcast, but ended up starting to write a blog. Now, when I started this, I'm not, I told myself, I'm not a writer. I don't know how this is going to go, you know, but if just one person reads my story and it helps them in their life, then it's worth it. it took us a little time, but we ended up getting started from there. We started to share our story and then we ended up bringing some, uh, an author on board. And so it's all, it's, it was all very exciting. And I, I think of that today and where we came from, where we started. We started out with my story and now we've got quite a few guest authors. We got three, four authors, I believe right now that is continually writing for us. We have a dietitian that writes for us, writes different uh, advice on how to eat renal friendly or kidney friendly. And then of course, our communication director, Dwellyn Williams, he has been writing a phenomenal story called, I don't know about this. And you know what? I, in this podcast, you're going to be able to hear from him here in a little bit because our sponsor hanging on to hope actually uh, was able to record an interview with him. And uh, we're going to share that with you because I think it can bring a lot of perspective into the story that he has to share. And we've had the blog that's done well, of course, the podcast that we're doing now. Uh, we've had, I, I believe we have a few videos on our website. And if you haven't had the opportunity, I encourage you to go on www.kidneytrails.com. There's a lot of good information, a lot of stories from a lot of different people on there. Uh, we have nurses. We have, I uh, believe we have a tech, some techs on there, some dialysis technicians. We have some patients. We have uh, an array of different guest authors and authors, and we're very excited for them to share their story. But it's not just the story that's important to us or important to everybody. I think it's very important for everybody to understand that their story is valuable. As I've thought about this is how valuable is our story? Well, when you think about it, our story to us is valuable. And if we share it with the right people, it's valuable. But what about if we took that up a step further? And one of the things I've asked some of our guest authors is I'll ask them, what did you learn from that experience? What did you learn from that journey? And they'll start saying, well, I learned this and I learned this. I learned this about life. I learned that about life. And then I, then I can say, well, your story is not just valuable now. The story that you have, it's priceless. 
And and that's one of the things that if if you are interested into sharing your story, of course, here at Kidney Trails, we're always looking for guest authors to come and share their journey uh, with kidney disease, or maybe you have had a unique experience in life that you believe can help others, uh, we are interested in, in at least discussing that with you and seeing how we can incorporate that into our blog. And so we have all these wonderful stories. It's now, of course, now we've got the podcast, but I do want to share that we have something new and exciting too here at Kidney Trails. We have just released the Kidney Trail Tales newsletter. Now, let me tell you a little about this newsletter. This newsletter actually comes in two different languages. We have English and we have Spanish. Uh, for those that may speak Spanish, uh, just to uh, reach more people, reach a, a, a different audience with that. So those are just some exciting things that are going on here at Kenny Trails. So just for the next few minutes, I want to talk a little bit about bringing value into your story and talking about the value of your story. As we said previously, our stories are valuable. But when you add lessons to them, they're priceless. Some people don't like looking into the past, and I try not to look into the past uh, for a very long time, what I look to do is try to glean the lessons that life had for me off of that and then write them down, find a way to share them. It has helped me to facilitate my story better. You say, well, I'm not a speaker, Anthony. I'm not a, a host of a podcast. I'm not a writer. I really don't want to share my story with a lot of people. You know, the maybe the extent of people that would hear my story is my family, my children, my cousins, my brother, my sister, my parents, uh, whoever it may be, my wife, we can learn from a lot of different sources. And even now as a husband and a father, I find myself when something happens at the house, uh, maybe my wife says something and you know, say, you know, honey, dialysis taught me this. And you know, it, it rings true. It could be, well, Dialysis has taught me to uh, keep a more of a positive mindset, take a negative thought and turn it into a, a thought that can do good for me, not one that can tear me or tear my spirit now. Or one that I like to use on my son a lot. Uh, he's almost four years old. And he, <laughs> as with all little kids, sometimes they're a little impatient. And, and I can tell you right now that I am not the most patient individual in the world. I know that. But I'm a lot better than when I started dialysis. As a dialysis patient, you have to be patient and have to have patience if you're going to get your full treatment. And uh, for those of you that may not know how dialysis work, um, you're on this machine for about four hours generally for most people. I was on it for three hours and 45 minutes, and it's best just to sit there. You can't get up and move around. If you need to get up uh, to go to the restroom, the nurses have to come and unhook you, and then and then you can go, and then you got to come back and get hooked up on the machine so you can get that full treatment so you can live a, a healthier life. And it really taught me patience. And like I said, I, I'm still working on that. But I find myself saying that to my son, son, be patient. It's going to come. It's not that bad. We can wait a little bit. And so I've been able not only to take the lessons, but I've 
have been able to learn them and apply them to my life. Even sometimes things that I'm waiting on say, it'll come soon enough. Let me be patient about it. The other thing that I think is very important is keeping a journal. And there's different ways that people use a journal. Back in the day when I heard the word journal, I thought of the dear diary, you write in it every day. And some people do write in their journals every day. I understand that. And some people write in it, you know, once a week, once a month. Some people write in it when they have a thought that hits them. I can tell you the way I journal is probably not the way other people journal and other people journal uh, the way that I don't journal. I basically keep my journal with me at all times. And when thoughts come to my mind or maybe I, I reminisce on the story, I write it down and then I'm able to uh, if it's a story, I'm, I read through it and I'm like, oh, yes, I remember that now. And the, and the reason I try to take those thoughts and put them on paper is I don't want to forget it. My memory, as a young individual as I am at age 30, may not, I may not remember things as well when I get older. And I want to be able to have something to pull from the bookshelf, so to speak, so I can say, oh, yes, I do remember that. That's what I did. I think it helps. It's helped me. It's helped me to appreciate some of the challenges that I had during that time and even the challenges that I may face now. It has helped in a great way. You say, well, I don't have the money to go buy a, a $20, $30 journal. You could just start out with just a notebook from the local dollar store. You don't have to spend a lot of money to put your thoughts down. And imagine the day when it comes that maybe your son, your daughter, your family may come across it. Think of how valuable that may be to them. It really has helped me to understand that my story is valuable. And, and, and it can be priceless and you share it with the right audience, it, it can affect so many people in a positive way. These are some things that I've learned along the way, and I, I hope they will help you in your journey, wherever you may be in life. And we're just uh, very excited to be here. We're very grateful for the opportunity to, to be able to speak to each and every one of you. We go to close out the show. I, I mentioned before that there was an interview uh, that was done from Hanging on to Hope with our communication director, Dwellyn Williams. And right now I'm going to uh, play that. And I, I'm excited. I, I want you to listen to his story. He's got a very unique story. And he shares about where he started from to what he's doing now and how he has been involved in the kidney field for a number of years as well. So, Nicole Dwellyn, take it away. Good afternoon. This is Nicole Wilkins. Today I'm going to be interviewing my very good friend, Dwellyn Williams. He is a kidney dialysis technician. So Dwellyn, if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do from day to day. From day to day? Well, first and foremost, I'll start off with my career. I started my career in the year of 2000, so I always call myself a millennium baby. The reason why I got into my career, which is called ESRD, meaning end-stage renal disease, I'm a hemodiasis technician from North Carolina. My mother was an ESRD patient, so that's where I stem my career from. Now we're here in 2021, so now this past January, I have celebrated my 21st anniversary of being a renal technician. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. That is awesome. And I'm a little bit familiar with the kidney trials. I believe that you're part of being one of the writers 
oh, yeah. for that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yes. The Kenny Trails. I started off as an author. The CEO does not like to say blogger. So I, I started off as an author and he made me communications director. I now have a story called I Don't Know About This a Patient's Initial Dialysis Treatment, which it stems from a patient's first initial dialysis treatment and what other patients could uh, kind of relate to. And it is basically about my mother. Uh, people don't know that now, but well, they do know it now, but yes, this story will continue for about a year. And I also have a comic book coming out as well. So therefore I can supply like a visual of the story for people who do not like to read or who doesn't find reading as stimulating. So my comic book is in a production. That is quite impressive. I have read some of the initial kidney yes, trials, have. and I had no clue that it was about your mother. You did? Oh! <laughs> at all. I was actually very touched. I know that I had messaged you and told you that it was very touching, and there were actually a few. I know you don't want to call them blogs, so... The, well, um, you, well, you can call them blogs. Yeah. You can say stories or yeah, trials. I've, I've read yes. a few of the stories of the trials, yes. and they were very touching, very emotional. Yes. I could tell your, now it makes sense that it was your mom because I can <laughs> tell that you were deeply connected with the patient. Were you your mom's well, technician? No, no, I wasn't. And see, with this story, you know, my mother passed away in uh, December 8, 2003. My mother died at the age of 56. So, you know, that's that's a young age. So what, what really inspired me to write this comic book was, uh, and tell the story, was for other patients and other renal technicians to kind of relate. And also when my mother was going through her, uh, her illness, I would say as a, as a family, you know, as a, as a son and those of us in our family, we didn't uh, quite understand what she was going through because we was on a different end of the spectrum. So for example, uh, I remember picking my mother up from dialysis or taking her to dialysis. So what transpired in between you know, as a, as, a, as a son or as a family member, we do not know what those renal patients go through. So by me writing this comic book and telling the story, it's kind of like me paying a tribute to my mother and just wishing that I had the answers for her while she was living. So it's kind of a way of paying back and maybe we hope that it inspire others. I am very impressed by that. And I know that your mom is looking down on you and I would believe that she would be impressed with that as well. Oh, of course, I, I I would hope so. And you know, it's it's very it, it brings it brings a lot of things to light to me. It brings like closure, you know, because whenever your mother passes, if anybody suffers from that, you, you never heal from that. I would say um, it's like a part of you dies. I remember when my mother passed. I knew she was going to pass like a year before it happened, but I do remember after she passed. Uh, I had a patient tell me in Charlotte. She's a dwelling. And mind you, this young, this young lady was like 70-something years old. She said, I want to tell you a story. She said, I heard about your mother. She said, and that was, she said, I'm very sorry that that happened. She said, but I, I'll tell you something. I lost my mother at the age of six years old. She said, I'm 78 years old now. She said, and it still hurts. She said, because when your mother passes, a part of you dies. And she said, and that's a, that's a hurt and pain that will never go away. She said, but I would like for, you know, for you to know that your mother's always with you and, you know, staring down at you from the heavens. And she's always with you and she'll never leave you. So that kind of gave me a little closure as well. Obviously. Yes. So, so whenever my mother, uh, when her birthday is February 3rd, you know, 1956. So whenever her birthday comes, I don't get sad anymore. I know it's a time to rejoice. And mind you, my first grandson was born on the day that my mother died, oh, December eighth. So yeah, so it's like, that's what you call it's not it's not a sad point. It's called circle of life. So therefore, I don't get sad no more whenever I talk about my, uh, talk about my mother. You know, I rejoice. 
That is, that's so amazing. I am so glad that I had you on today because I just learned a whole lot more about you. Oh, well, thank you. You know, I think I'm a quite of a mystery. You certainly are. <laughs> and I know that you also are involved in some medical sales. Yes, yes, Can I you am. tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yes. It's, it's, uh, it's a device called Fistasis, which is like a, a vein enhancement device. Those are for any individual who um, is like maybe going through surgery or are into fitness and just want to dilate their veins. <laughs> <laughs> but with this device, it's being released in the United States as of right now. Our main target is renal patients. But um, as of right now, we cannot say per FDA policy that is for renal patients. However, if, if anyone was interested in that product, they can find on Amazon.com. If they were to type in the code 10DWELLNESS, they would receive $10 discount. Anybody that, that goes onto the Amazon site, I would gift them a free T-shirt or a, a face mask, being that we're going through the, this COVID crisis or this pandemic, I would say. So it's kind of like a win-win situation, and we are looking for physicists to pretty much grow in the United States. That is, you're quite an amazing you think young so? man. I, you know, I, I try. I, you know, I'm very humble and thankful that you said that, but you know, my whole career and the reason why I do what I do is to inspire, and that's rewarding for me. Well, you keep doing what you're doing. I will continue, and thank you for having me. Yes, I appreciate it. Absolutely a pleasure. You have a blessed day. Thank you, Nicole and Dwellin. I truly appreciate uh, you sharing today with our audience. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I believe we're going to wrap up for today. And we once again want to thank you for joining us here on the Kenny Trails podcast. And until next time, we ask you to stay encouraged along the way and realize that every step that you take, you're one step closer to the peak. Have a great day.